Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. From tonight's reading from the prophet Isaiah, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them, light has shined. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I recently listened to an interview where an extreme skier had successfully escaped the experience of being buried in an avalanche. He painted a gripping picture of the darkness that enveloped him, the weight of the snow and the fear of being left alone. I don't know about you, but my instinct in this situation would have been to claw and to crawl, and to do whatever I could to free myself from the darkness. But as this skier explained, nine times out of ten, being quick to act only makes things worse and leaves us buried even deeper than before. Instead, what's called for is counterintuitive. We are to stay very still and to look for any sign of the sun, if only a crack where the light is starting to break in. This illustration captures our experience this past year. We have been enveloped in a world where a virus has threatened our physical, psychological, financial, and social well-being, surrounded by a cacophony of voices, internal and external, on how we're supposed to climb out and weighed down by disappointment, boredom, anxiety, and sadness, by all the cross-pressure inherent in that experience. And of course, that does not include whatever personal challenges you may have faced this year that have nothing to do with the pandemic at all. It has been dark. And I'm yet to meet anyone who's not looking for more light to break in in the coming year. And yet, 2020 was not really all that abnormal, at least when looked at through the broader lens of world history. Many people have lived a life enveloped in darkness and weighed down by fear. King Ahaz certainly did, as did the people of Judah who are both in the backdrop of today's reading from the prophet Isaiah. Their life was dark and frightening for a very specific reason. The people of Assyria had become more powerful, and their stated intention was to conquer and enslave. Ahaz is scared. He knows that deliverance must come from God and that he cannot free himself from the darkness. And so Ahaz asked God for a sign, for just a hint that the light will soon break in. 
the sign God offers is the birth of a child. A child who in the fullness of time would become a king, not just to Judah, but to all the peoples of the earth. And this king, we're told, would not conquer, but be conquered, would not enslave, but take the form of one. You see, this king would be the light of the world and thus by his presence shine into the darkness of people's lives so that the weight of sin, death, and fear might be lifted from their shoulders once and for all. The meaning of Christmas is found entirely in this child and the deliverance he brings in this king and the darkness he came to expel. This child is our sign. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. And at the end of the day, isn't that really what we need? A sign that we will never be left alone. A sign that God is with us. A sign that we will not be conquered by the many forces in life that at times can feel so much more powerful than we are. A sign that the light is starting to break in. Well, tonight we are reminded that the sign given to Ahaz, the sign given to shepherds, that it is the same sign that God gives to our world, and above all, the sign that God the Father has given to you. Because yes, the message of Christmas is cosmic and a sign of hope for the world at large. As Isaiah says, his authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace on the earth. Christmas is certainly hope for the whole world. But this year, in particular, I don't want a single one of us to miss the personal and intimate side of Christmas for you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And I do want to emphasize those two words the angel spoke to the shepherds for you. Christ was born for you. Hope is alive for you. Eternal life is for you. Do not be afraid, says the angel, for I bring good news of a great joy for all the people, and that good news we're reminded today is for you. Because ultimately the good news of Christmas is that God sees you. The God whom the angels adore sees your life, your hopes, your fears, your confusion, your achievements, your courage, your failure, your mess, your beauty, your strengths your weaknesses, your humanity, the parts you call good, the parts you call not good. God sees it, God knows it, God loves it, God entered it, and God did that out of love for you. Meaning that whenever we find ourselves buried, caught in an avalanche of fear or confusion or pain, there is no need to claw or to crawl, or to do anything to free ourselves from the darkness, 
for the good news of Christmas is that God has climbed in. And as we're told in the Gospel of John, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And so let me end my sermon tonight by offering an illustration. I had a lovely moment with one of my children this week. There's a room in our home with a large tent-like castle inside. And in that castle is a TV where our girls like to hunker down and watch their favorite shows. And last week, KK was watching Pinkalicious in the middle of the day, and she summoned me to her castle because the room was too bright. Daddy, she said, make it darker. And so I turned off the lights. Daddy, she said, make it darker. And so I closed the castle door. Daddy, she said, make it darker. And so I shut the blinds. Daddy, she said, make it darker. And so finally, I had to explain that the light was coming from the sun. Daddy, she said, turn off the sun. And so finally, I just had to tell her very clearly, KK, this is as dark as it is going to get. I've got a feeling that some of you may need to hear that message this year. Or that maybe someone in your life does, a friend or a member of your family. And so, friends, I want you to listen. This is as dark as it is going to get. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying that I know the future. I'm not saying that life will not bring you much harder things or challenging things at some point in your journey. But what I do want to be clear about is that whatever darkness God allows now will not be permitted to exist forever. For in the words of the prophet Isaiah, there shall be endless peace on the earth. And this hope we cling to with confidence because God has given us a sign. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, and his name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so maybe, just maybe, 2020 has left you feeling a bit buried and out of breath. I would suggest that what's called for is counterintuitive. Stay very still and look for any sign of the Son of God in your life, if only a crack where the light of the world is even now breaking in, because the Lord Jesus Christ, he is not to be found in that manger alone. No, for Christ has been born in the stable of your life and in the darkness of your night. Jesus has taken up shelter in the depth of your soul. And of the increase of his rule, there shall be no end. Amen.